In three, two, one, action. What if? Oh, whoa! Was oh, sorry. Welcome to the weekday. What if? What if? There. Picture this. <laughs> Go with me. Is this a Steve Jobs thing? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> a world. <laughs> a phone full of, full of the an dreamers. iPod, <laughs> a camera, and an internet device all in one. Yeah. Uh, revolutionary. No. Imagine for a second that you were to walk around with a camera behind the scenes of Bay Hope Church for the weekday, what would you see? People doing a podcast nah. but out- called The Weekday. But outside of that, oh. what else would you see? You um, would see us texting on social media. <laughs> you, would see, uh, you would see us sound checking things. And then you would see us riffing on the fact that Justin still hasn't seen any movies. Um, <laughs> I mean, that it is my favorite pastime. Like finding <laughs> movies that Justin hasn't seen. <laughs> That, and like for whatever, and I think it it says something about how referential we are in our conversations just normally, because like most of this is just you and I talking, and True. how many references we lost. have <laughs> in like just a normal conversation. I mean, Melissa and our wives have said the same thing as well. Oh, I know. By the way, welcome to the week. Already, already in progress. Uh, we've been in pro- we've been doing show for five minutes before we said action. Right. Um, yeah, they've said the same thing though. Right. Yeah, um, I am I'm lost a lot when I hear you guys. Well, that's talk. just that's just because it's tough to keep up with. Tough to keep up yeah. with the witty. The right. witness, yeah. you know, we're just yeah, so. It witty. might not be you. It might. That's. I, I think, think that's, that's us. us. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an us that's issue. Um, I mean, it might not even be movies. I'm just kind of lost. <laughs> it's a good show too. Uh, oh, have you ever seen Lost? No. Do you know that's a TV show where the plane crashed and the smoke monster and the panda bears, Wait. polar bears? You have smoke it. monster. I know. You, I know. There's an island. There is an island that yeah. we have to go back. Do we have to go back. Yeah. We have to go back, Jack. <laughs> we have to go back, Jack. Um, yeah, well, this is episode 70 something. Uh, we're going to get to some other stuff where we're not bashing social media this time, thankfully, uh, for the last well, couple episodes. We might. Probably. Yeah, it'll it'll end up there. All roads lead to uh, <laughs> the equals of social media. I, mean, right I plan now. to. Uh, that's not why people tune into the weekday. What people do turn tune into the weekday for, however. Media. Uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's true. Uh, is part two of unsolicited unsolicited marriage advice because, as you know, here on the weekday, our good boy Justin, him, <laughs> video medium audio that we just flashed to a picture yeah. of Justin looking oh so cute in his school picture verbal picture. Uh, oh, we, you were gonna do the heart. <laughs> do the heart. Oh wait, do it. It's, it's there. not working. What's oh. going on? Wait, your heart is oh. working, Justin. Wait. wait, wait. You yeah, have the there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the wrong camera. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it was. It was like flashing. Yeah, well, it was like the, it's like, like a, a it's internal like a key. Yeah, we exactly. The internal computer was uh-huh. trying to interpolate. Like, wait a minute, I don't know which which one shot that goes <laughs> here. <laughs> is this yeah. freaking <laughs> Look, out? There it is, there it is. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, it's great. Um, no, our good boy Justin gets married in less than two weeks, right? It's ten um, days. Yes. Less than two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that when he's talking, he's yeah. just going to do this. Yeah, that's you're not. Go- don't switch to your camera. Just to go to the <laughs> Just heart. for this segment, I'm actually <laughs> going to use this. It's tough for him because uh, he now has to press two buttons instead of one there, okay. and it, it is yeah. a... See? There, I mean, I can, I can have all of us on you the screen You can even T-bar. Oh, oh, man, it's great. Uh, I love this. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to bring you some unsolicited marriage advice, part deux, because we think that marriage is very important, and also these pieces of advice are very important. Do not speak for me, please. I believe that marriage is <laughs> important. Mike only slightly believes. As someone that it's who's important. been married for twelve and a half years, like yeah, maybe he's bought into the institution of marriage. Uh, so, my first piece of advice to you, 
today, sweet boy Justin. By the way, uh, you can you can play along at home if you want to know <laughs> if you have pieces of advice. Give for me Justin. advice. Yep, drop them in the comments, throw them in the chat, uh, do the doodly do below us, and let's go. Uh, my first piece of advice is hot off the heels of last week, me telling you to make enough money to buy two sinks, <laughs> make enough money to buy a king size bed. It will change oh. your life. It will. Yeah. <laughs> we actually we. <laughs> I like how it just goes over your face. I love yeah, you too. Right. It's the perfect placement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, keep going, keep going, no, keep no, going. No, no, yeah, yeah, you, you come back, come back. Hey, there it yeah. is. Cool. We do now have a king size bed. Yeah. <laughs> you, hey. you, have a, you have a king size bed? Yep. Yeah, oh. we have a king size bed, and thanks to Mike, we have two sinks. Wow. <laughs> Ruler of the year. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, my my second piece of marriage advice. Yeah. Uh, do you have one? My second piece of no. marriage advice is uh this and this is gonna be a little more like on the date side, but it's okay to say, hey, let's go out for dinner. Um because I think a lot of times couples get caught in this like, well, we gotta we gotta cook and then we gotta do we gotta save our we gotta pinch our pennies we gotta do this but like it's okay to go out to dinner uh, mm. and in fact I recommend you go out to dinner regularly not like mm. every single night but like try to do it once or twice a month at least because mm. there's a there's a natural sort of like melding of human hearts that happen even if you're just going out and like hey we're gonna go grab Olive Garden. <laughs> All you can eat breadsticks. You take them home. Salad and breadsticks. Olive take them home. Garden is actually one of our favorites. Oh, well, there you go. So you, you go to Olive Garden because you're here, your family, so uh, or where you're there. That's mainly why they like it because they're family. Yeah, they just like to be like mm. you know, it's the family aspect. Yeah, to it. yeah. Um, another piece of advice is that I, when you get married, people don't tell you this. When you get married, you're not just marrying your wife; you're marrying her whole Ooh, family. This is a good. And That's a good one. when she's marrying you, she's not just marrying you. She's marrying your whole family. And so remember that mm. because there are a lot of family dynamics mm. that will come into play, even if it's uh, internal struggles. Especially things. if and when you have kids. Well, mm. that was where I was going with yeah. that. Oh, was uh, Especially like <laughs> after you have kids, there's going to be immediate family of all ages that are going to want to smother those children. And you might not want to have some of those <laughs> with children. With love, over. not with like a pillow. Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> Depends on how they were acting. Sure. Um, and what age they are. Uh, <laughs> we don't advocate of throwing, smothering children here on the weekday. These With shows. love. Right. Figuratively. Right. With, with pillows. I, I, we don't advocate right. smothering them with pillows. Very specifically yes. pillows. Yes. Um, what about you? Any, any pieces of marriage advice? You want me to keep going here? Because I have um, a couple more. Yeah. Why don't you keep going? Why don't you okay. keep going? Um, Stir the pot. Stir <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, another piece of advice is when you have children, if you have children, and oh. when you have children, or dogs, or I know you guys are, are you bringing a dog? You're bringing your dog into the relationship, right? Uh, no. No, that's, uh, <laughs> she's staying with my mom. You have, you have cats though, right? Uh, nope. Okay. Mm -mm. So no, she does, and those are staying with uh, her aunt. Okay. All yeah. right. So if you decide to bring other beings into the household, be it kids, parrots, dogs, cats, things like that, snakes, um, remember that much like the towel on the floor advice last year or the socks on the floor advice. Mm. You have one of two choices with those animals or kids. Either feed them <laughs> or ignore them. <laughs> I can't even finish this one. I'm so sorry. No, take care of the kids. Love I, them, please. Okay, I have one. I do have one. Okay, take okay. care of the kids. So love if, them. if and when, Justin, do you plan on having kids? Uh, yes. Okay. We do. Um, yeah. So... 
if you end up having a dog or some sort of pet together uh, before you have kids, mm-hmm. um, that's fine. You know, that's cool. Uh, try to understand that a dog is a dog. Not a baby. Right. Not, um, a, human, not I just, a human baby. I just think, you know, like... It, Mr. Mr. Stuffles and yeah, <laughs> doesn't need to be dressed up in diapers. Sylvester the cat doesn't right. need to go, you know, to Home Culver's Depot. with you guys. Right. You know, um, <laughs> it's okay. It's but a, isn't it isn't it good practice for when we do have a kid? It is not good practice. Because it is that absolutely dog- not because I want you. You know, and this is this is I'm being serious. It's not because that's an animal. Okay, and um, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, it right. does not have right cognition. <laughs> It is it is a bunch of trained learned responses. I just like I'm thankful Chris Chris and I we had a dog before we had kids. Did it prepare you for Caleb? No. Not at all. Like it's not the same thing. It is it's not. literally not the you same thing. You don't take Caleb outside to poop. And like and it never becomes more clear until and like we I feel like we did an okay job. We probably did more things with Layla, our dog kind of treated her like she was, you know, our, our kid or something. Uh, there are some moments of that. We didn't go like full on. I'm going to dress you. I'm going to take you everywhere. Feed kind of thing. Yeah. Like we didn't do that kind of thing. We still had some recognition that she was still a dog. Um, but that was the only outlet for our sure. parental sort of thing. Sure. Uh, but then literally the second we walked in the door from the hospital, from bringing Caleb home, I've never like had more of like a, oh, that's just a dog. Yep. Like I, <laughs> the perspective shift, like I, light speed, how fast that perspective shifted. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I have two more pieces of advice. Do you have any quick? No, no. Uh, we're going to do this really quick. Number yeah. one, uh, don't ask your spouse to do something. Never ask your spouse to sacrifice. If you would not be able to sacrifice the same thing for them, mm. meaning don't ever don't ever ask your spouse to sacrifice like, hey, if I want to take this job in a different country or a different world and you weren't willing to go mm. the same length, don't do it because that is that is an unequal yoke thing. That's a mm. that's a true never like, done that mm. before. <laughs> pause for effect. <Yeah. laughs> Definitely pause for effect. And uh, the last thing is marry, marry the person that you're going to marry for them now not for potential later on. Mm. And that is, that's kind of a... But that's all good advice. Like, I'm looking mm. for bad advice here. Bad advice here. <laughs> like, uh, that, that's in the form of good advice, you know? Bad advice. Make sure you leave the toilet seat up <laughs> after you go, because it's real fun in the middle of the night to hear your wife splash down <laughs> oh, no. in the Splash down! <laughs> oh, hey, here's one, here's one, here's one. April Fool's Day is not funny. No. So, like, don't play a prank on... Your significant other. It oh, will gosh. never go well. No. I mean, doesn't that depend on the prank though? No, it does not. No, it absolutely <laughs> does not. No, does it not. doesn't. No. Um, and the last one that I have for, and this is a, this is a sincere, I'm going to, we're going to end on a sincere oh, note. Fine. Uh, that's not what the banter section's about, but that's fine. Keep going. Fine. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. I'll allow it. Keep going. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit last week, but I cannot impress this enough upon you. Learn your wife's love language. Uh, mm. Learn how they want to be loved and talked to. Learn how they want to be appreciated. Uh, and then don't be afraid to vocalize 
how you want to be loved and appreciated. We didn't go mm. that far last week. Or mm. vice versa. Just shut up about it. No, learn the opposite <laughs> of your love language. So when you get into an argument, you know, oh, you know you what? You know exactly. Yes, which exactly. To push. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Let me be. I'm gonna be sincere again. Go to my. Go to my camera again. Thank you, Justin. Uh, again, in all sincerity, you can be the the angel or the devil on the shoulder. In all sincerity, Justin, make sure. But I played Jesus in Godspell. I can't. Yeah, but keep going. You were were you sinless and perfect? I played Jesus in Godspell. So for a time, it's like communion. <laughs> yeah. Like you just put on the yep. put on the thing of Jesus. No, and especially with arguments, don't ever don't ever go into marriage thinking you're going to win arguments. And I don't mean that like you're you're always going to lose an argument. But the point of an argument is not to win. The point of an argument is to understand the other other person's position. So mm -hmm. go into it that way, not just oh I'm going to be. See, look at this. He yeah. he he gets it. This guy gets it. <laughs> uh, go into it understanding that hey. I may have to take an L here, but at least I'll understand my wife a little bit more. Man, taking an L. That's a good... That's a husband advice yep. thing. You got to learn Got to learn to take that L. Got to learn to take an L. <laughs> yep. And if you don't agree, then maybe sometimes just shut up. Yep. Mm. Cool. Anything okay. else? Cool. I love you. I love you. Lo L for love. Love, love, love. You know, I love, mm. love. I love, love. Yeah. Yeah. I love, love. I feel, I feel pretty good about that advice. Yeah. Have a good wedding, that Justin. That was wholesome. Good luck. Hey, thank We're you. We're going to send you into the... Great. Nether reach it. He's eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we make that our yeah, thumbnail? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break because we didn't take a break uh, last week and we'll be right back. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for being a part of the weekday. I just want to let you know that Bay Hope Worship is releasing new content, new songs all the time. Uh, make sure to go head over to our, our YouTube, our Instagram, or our Spotify account. The links are down below in the description and uh, check them out. I don't think she can do anything wrong. Right. Uh, and that's that's going to be an issue. Yep. Oh, I know. I'm well aware. Yeah. Hey, welcome uh, back. Uh, again, already in progress. I think we're we're just this is a new this is a new medium for us. I think we just pick conversations up in the middle and then hope people Is that not what we're doing already? No, because here's what here's here's what we do is instead of like the intros like this the normal intros, I want to be able to sell people extra content. So like, hey, right. join our Patreon and you can get the first 5 minutes of this conversation. <laughs> and it's nothing. It's just complete garbage but they don't know that <laughs> yeah don't uh -huh. we're not going to release this right uh don't don't let anyone know that that's what that is sure and we're going to make millions yeah. <laughs> we're going to buy twitter from elon because <laughs> all they need is 43 billion now instead of okay. 44 billion all right uh welcome back so speaking of elon we're we we <laughs> vowed not to bash social media today but here we go um <laughs> No, we. It's as constant as us asking Justin about movie references. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's death taxes, <laughs> movie references, and bashing social media. <laughs> Great. Um, all yeah, all roads. We we wanted to have a conversation today, and we wanted to involve you uh, in this as well. And it kind of comes on the heels of what we were talking about last episode, yeah. where this idea has been swirling a little bit about people and humanities and souls and how do you deal with messy people and people that need more grace and all that other stuff. And there's this idea that is pretty prevalent in our world that you are who you are. You will never change your, you know, once you, especially when you hit a certain point in your world right. or in your age or in your maturity, that you're just, that's it forever. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's how you dress. That's how you talk. That's how you act. And those are kind of minor things on the grander scale of, you are a permanent person and nothing ever shifts and that can be depressing and also that can be um, life-stealing. Yeah. 
and we wanted to talk about people. We want to talk about transformation, and this actually came from Mike, and I, I actually picked up the book this morning. Um, Mike jumping back into Renovation of the Heart by uh, Dallas Willard. I picked yeah. up the book, and I was in chapter four. And actually, while you talk, I'm going to go get the book, and because I, I have a I have a pull quote that I wanted to. Okay. Um, but when we were talking about this in pre-production, yeah. you actually stated kind of the aim of this episode. So go for it while I go get the <clears> thing. So I, I have, I was listening to a podcast um, called The Holy Post, and yes, the guy who created Veggie Tales has a, a great podcast, and I really appreciate their conversations um, about Christianity and really almost like evangelical cultural Christianity kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a bunch of people on. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I you. knew you were gone, but that was that was just instinct. Sky <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they they were talking about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, and kind of what that's going to do to us culturally. What that you know has Christ- done to us. Culturally. What that has done to us culture. What what that has done to Christians. Um, input on things in society and how Christians have basically all been so driven towards overturning Roe v. Wade, right or wrong or whatever, that we've actually like kind of sold our soul in a lot of other ways to do this one thing. Um, and, and basically the person who was talking about this, it was just like this throwaway line that got me, got me real good. Um, but it bas- she basically just said the reason, one of the reasons people are so embroiled over this one topic. One of the reasons there's so much opposition and division and polarization or whatever is because people find it really hard to believe anymore that people can change. Mm. And, and I don't know why it hit me as hard as it did, but it made, I was working out when I was listening to it and it made me stop. And like, I had to pause it and just think about this. I mean, and then they just kept on talking about whatever, but it was just a throwaway line. And, um, and it got me to thinking and I started like writing some stuff down. Uh, I just said, what if the reason we are so divided is because we are so dissatisfied with how the world is. Um, and so what if like, this is actually kind of a good thing, you know, what if this overall feeling of like things feeling like, man, um, this isn't how the world is supposed to be is actually a good thing. And like, that's our common ground that we all sort of stand on. However, this is sort of where the paths diverge a little bit. And most of the time people take the route of cynicism through their doubt and their disappointment, which can be deadly um, and sort of take this hopeless route and just say like, well, that's just kind of the way the world is. Mm. Um, and reserve themselves to thinking like nothing's ever going to change. However, isn't, isn't hope the confidence that life, the world, you and I can actually change. And we have been telling ourselves lie and lie and lie over and over and over again that like, well, we can't change. And I guess we're just going to be bitterly embroiled in conflict and, and opposed to each other, um, fighting against the thing that like we are all actually on the same page about. We're like, there's something broken and wrong with this world. And um, 
We just we can't figure out a consensus on the way to fix it. There's two things uh, in my as my response to start this all off, uh, and part of this conversation is going to be a little bit theoretical, and part of this conversation is going to be hopefully intensely practical. Um, in so this is coming from the book, The Renovation of the Heart, again by D- uh, Dallas Willard. I've read through this. I've got underlines and quotes and all that, but I literally picked it up today. And I, my bookmark was at the start of chapter four. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess I should probably pick up there. Yeah. And literally the first, the first <laughs> the sentence first I read was, This is how all of his books are, though. Like, I know. You read one line, it's like, darn, that's real good. Yeah. And, li- and I had to stop because I only got, what, two, four pages in <laughs> Yeah, because it's hard, it's hard to read, too. Yeah. He says, one of the amazing things about the human being is that it is capable of restoration. And indeed, a restoration that makes it somehow more magnificent because it has been ruined. Mm-hmm. So he... He posits in the first three chapters that we are products of ruined souls. We are products of a ruined world and not ruined in the sense of like radical wasteland, but ruined in the sense of sinfulness and hopelessness and gracelessness. 100%. And so later on, in a a couple of chapters later, he talks about how the transformation works. And it's all about these mechanical processes of transforming the mind. And it starts with Jesus and we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But he talks about when you're looking through the lens of scripture, you are reading commentaries from 2,000 years ago in a Greco-Roman world that had certain Greco-Roman characteristics. And so we have a tendency oftentimes to view those as so far away, so ancient. But Or to try and transmute all that stuff to today. Yeah, and like, oh, we have to. Both are wrong. Yes, both are wrong Mm -hmm. because humans are humans, souls are souls, transformation is still transformation, even though it may wear different clothes, right. it's still ultimately the same thing from death to life. Right. And so he starts talking about the fact that in the Greco-Roman world, one of the remarkable changes brought, this is Dallas Willard, quote, one of the remarkable changes brought by Jesus and his people into the ancient world concerned the elevation of hope into a primary virtue, which, okay, on its surface, like, yeah, cool. Yeah, hope, makes is, sense. hope is hope. Yeah. He then goes on, hope was not well regarded by the Greco-Roman world. It was thought of as a desperation measure. So hope was a desperation measure. It was the opposite of strength. Exactly. Mm. And while, according to the myth of Pandora's box, it may be all we have left with which with which to endure the agonies of life, it must be grimly held in check or else it will give rise to vain expectations that only cause more misery. Wow. So that's Greco-Roman world. And then yeah. he goes on to say, Christ, by contrast, brings solid hope for humanity, clearly then hope is also closely related to faith. Yeah. And the idea that, so we can take this out of the 65-year-old guy who's been working his whole life, you know, I start to think of my grandparents, or kind of there's this stigma of, especially boomers, Yeah. um, where you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more miles on, on, on the tires, and you go like, I'm just never going to change. This is right. who I am. This is how I talk. This is what I believe. This yeah. is how I feel. This is all these things. And while there is a certain comfortability aspect and a certain respect your elders aspect, there is also the idea that you are actually genetically predisposed to be dormant. Mm. So your body, your brain, I was, I, this is from Kerry Newoff actually this morning. He was talking to Brian Tome, yeah. who's one of the, the founding pastor at Crossroads Church. And he brought this up. He said, the human brain, the human body is designed to conserve calories. Mm-hmm. The human brain is designed to conserve calories. Right. You can go work out, you can do whatever you want, and you'll get thirsty right. because water is leaching from your muscles, but those <clears throat> calories aren't from your brain. Those calories are going to your muscles, and so that's fine. 
But when you start to think about tough things, when you start to think about restoration, when you start to think about complex problems, there's a reason you get hungry yeah. because you're burning a ton of calories. Mm. And I thought that was fascinating <clears throat> in this conversation sure. here. Sorry. I've well, and I, I mean, I think on the flip side of that, you know, like we, at, yes, I think, I don't, I'm not, don't read into what I'm about to say, but like, I guess biologically, I can say that because I was going to say evolutionarily, but biologically speaking, from a survival instinct, so much of human history <clears throat> has not had what we have. I mean, it's why people get fat. Yep. You know, it's why it's why we have fat to store energy, um, because the body, like, what happens if you don't if you don't have food for a while? Like, I'm gonna store this stuff away, um, and so like, it's really a it's a survival mechanic, yeah. um, a defense mechanism. Uh, however, on the flip side of that, you know, we believe so much. Maybe that idea that like uh, I'm supposed to conserve um, when really like the body you could argue is made for movement. Hmm. Um, you could argue like the uh, what the body is to be in motion. Yep. Um, and it's why healthy people move, you know. Um, but like we we were talking yesterday about the body physiologically, biologically speaking. You know, we have this idea entrenched in our society that once you are one way, that is the way that you are until the day that you die. But, and you know, I made the comment yesterday. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because the body actually changes every seven years. Like every seven years, like you have a whole new host of cells or whatever. And Justin actually said like, I don't know if that's true. Way to go, Justin. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so then I thought, I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. Like the idea was true um, because, you know, cells don't last forever, you know? And um, and then I looked up this morning and I sent it to you guys and it's actually every 80 to 100 days, you are a completely new human. Your cells have all That's died crazy. and come back. Wow. Like that is wild. Yep. Mm. You are constantly changing. Um, and I, I think that like we are wired to change and to be molded and to have this elasticity to us. Mm. Um, and so much of what the Bible talks about being wrong is a heart of stone, um, rigid Pharisees, rigid laws, you know, like this inability to be flexible and pliable. I mean, God, like how many times does God say, I don't want your regulations. Yep. I want your heart. Um, and then it even says, you know, like God's going to like remove your heart of stone and give you an actual heart of flesh. Like this thing that you and I are made of, not something that is inorganic and not alive, yeah. you know? Um, it's the trampoline versus the brick wall analogy that yeah, people talk about with right, faith. Right. You, if you... If you're if defending you, a wall. If you're defending a wall, one <clears throat> brick, yeah. and the entire wall starts to come down. But if you're defending with a, a trampoline behind you, that trampoline can continue to take slings and arrows and things, and it will never break. Right. So. Well, and I, I think part of, part of the reason I feel like I've been really jazzed up about this whole thing, um, and not to like play therapy corner or whatever. Low battery. Oh, thank you. Uh, not to play, not for the weekday to play therapy corner, but I. Let's do it. <laughs> we can charge people a hundred bucks an hour. I think one of the reasons. Oh, that sounds great. Patreon. Um, Click the link below. Yeah, I think one of the reasons this hit me so hard is because I've probably found myself believing of myself that I am not going to change. Hmm. Um, Where does that come from? I don't know. Disappointments doubts, 
my own cynicism, you know, like I think we confuse wisdom with cynicism too much. Um, I think we confuse our life experiences, the things that have happened to us, we confuse those with like the way that the world has always been kind of thing. Um, and not, you know, I think that there's room for both of those things. Like I think there's ways for our wisdom to inform smart decisions and there to be some sort of discernible quality in how maybe the world is structured. But we as Christians are called to hold on to this idea, this hope that like God from the very beginning saw the fall of man and woman um, of humans. Person. Yes. And um, said like, I will do whatever I can to fix this. And like, I promise you it will not always be like this. Mm. Um, and I, I think that that's, you know, we find ourselves believing the lie over and over and over again that the world will never change. There'll always be violence. There's always going to be wars. There's always going to be famine. There's always going to be this. There's always going to be that. I think to a certain extent that can be true. Um, maybe even on like a macro level until Jesus comes back, that might always be true, but we do have control. We do have the opportunity and the ability to like, as we bring the kingdom forward in our life, as we grow closer to Jesus, we become formed into his likeness and are bringing the kingdom forward in the world around us. Imagine if, I mean, it's the 30 by 30 vision. Imagine if a group of people, which is what the church is called to do, a group of people caught wind of this idea, this hope got on fire for this idea that like, hey, we might not be able to solve world hunger. We might not be able to solve, you know, this thousands of years of oppression that people have, but I can do it here mm. and I can do it here, which I know is not like a revolutionary idea, but like, what if we actually allowed that to like really work in deep and through this? And I think for me, I hadn't even thought about that for a while. I mm. think I just, I had been beaten down. I've been beaten down so much over the past two years, especially of like, where's the bottom, you know, like, have we reached the bottom yet? To like, so where we can go up kind of thing. And I, I think you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop all the time. You're kind of waiting for things to get worse. Um, as opposed to being like, you know what? That's not even the things that I should be thinking about. You know, I don't even need to think the opposite of that. Like I'm taking the third way out here, you know? Yeah. Justin, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, obviously like from a, from a Christian perspective, there's that. Um, I, I feel like it's generally pretty well you know, regarded that um, people can change because, I mean, even in um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. This the old is gone and the new has come. Look at this guy coming through <laughs> his Bible verses. Is that a boy? Hey! But, um, but yeah, I, I feel like um, with, I well, I agree with what you were saying earlier about um, it's, I feel like with, as far as, um, the world outside of Christianity goes, a lot of people do have that mindset of yeah. that, you know, you can't change and almost, you made the comment yesterday too, um, that I feel like is really truthful with how people kind of perceive it. And that, um, you said that it's almost celebrated yeah. with, um, oh, that's a good, you yeah, know, that's the a fact whole that other, you can't yeah. change and the fact that, uh, you know, you are who you are type of thing, but um, I feel like if you had that mindset that you are who you are and you can't change or not, not necessarily that you can't change even, but that you shouldn't change. Right. 
that's assuming mm. that you decided very young who you're going to be and you shouldn't deviate from that. Yeah. I mean, can we can any of us say that who we were when we were younger like is was our best version of ourselves? Yeah. Right? Like That's good. I, I don't think that that's the way to to I, have man, an outlook on life. I think that that's such a good uh, angle about it. It's not even that whether we can or we can't. Whether we should. Yes. Mm. It's it's the fact that it's celebrated that we mm. shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And um, and like who's to decide that? You know, there's there's that kind of thing. I um, well, that's the heart of flesh versus heart of stone, right there. Right. Being pliable versus being just totally <clears throat> irreparably um, reprehensible and well, maybe not reprehensible, but just stubborn. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I I think that there's this rush. Of, which I don't think is like the worst thing in the world of like self-actualization. Mm. And you know, like I'm going to- Got to find uh, myself and yeah, that's all yeah. I'm going to be is myself like that. And, and again, like I don't think that that's the worst thing in the world, you know, becoming more self-aware to who you are, um, your habits, kind of like Matthew says, your habits and your hangups, uh, the things that you are prone to, which I think like are- to a certain extent, some of those are genetic, you know, like we've even found that out, like alcoholism is genetic, you know, um, your, your proclivity to those kinds of things to some sort of addictions are genetic, but like, uh, this in the, I think it, it comes from this book, uh, but it just says transformation into Christ's image starts with this. The solution to sin nature is not inside of us. So like you cannot dig deeper to find out like, oh, I can really solve you know, my problem with pornography or, or whatever, you know, like, no, the strategy for recovery is not self-actualization. Success is not about becoming more in tune with our internal desires. It's the opposite. Um, God gives us the grace and everything necessary for change in his kingdom. For our participation, we must ask God to provide the vision to see why Jesus is good for us, have the intention to make the decision to follow him and the, and acknowledge the means already in place to carry out the good thing of following Jesus. Mm. Um, that is the reliable, the biblically spiritual, ac- spiritually accurate way to, uh, to change is to see him, to take one stinking step and then trust that those means are accurate. So the, 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 best place to take the conversation then is the how, and you kind of already started answering the how. Like yeah. how, how do we, okay, so we've all three agreed, and we're assuming that everybody listening to The Weekday has differing opinions or opinions, and I would love to hear those, but how do you start that change then? How do you start that transformation? I mean, it's a there's a place of humility that you have to come to. Um, I mean, even for, even for me, so like hearing just the, the, someone saying a throwaway line, like, Hey, we can change. Um, it took a humble moment for me. It's something I was not distracted. I was doing something, you know, I was doing something, but like, I'm not distracted by my kids, not distracted by any sort of work, you know, like I was in a space where I could hear it. So I was humbling myself and my surroundings. Um, and then like, I felt the conviction upon me, you know, like I, I was in some way, shape or form in tune to the spirit, like tugging on a thread for me. Um, and I don't, I think if it doesn't start there, it's going to be like very, very difficult for us. Um, so like how many times, 
I think we run to like so many different things. We run to entertainment to soothe this like inner need for us to want to figure out the world. We we're, we're doing all we're, we're uh, what's the word? Um, not soothing, like numbing almost this, um, this need to be closer to God. Um, you know, it starts, it, you have to take one step, you know, there's, you got to see it. And then you, you do have to take like one single step towards it. Cool. Justin, mm. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, I mean, that's good what you said about um, kind of like humbling yourself there. Um, because I feel like the first step is really, you know, humbling yourself and realizing that you probably should change. And it doesn't really matter where we are in life. There's probably something about us that if we changed, you know, something here or something there and like whatever part of life yeah, might be good. good. Like even if we stopped, you know, talking a certain way or, um, you know, just like eight, I mean, you know, just something small or whatever, like there's, I mean, I, I feel like we all have something about us that, um, it would benefit us and the people around us if we maybe change certain aspects. And that's always going to be, that's going to be a lifelong thing for all of us Yeah, where we're just always going to have to like change certain aspects about us. And unsolicited marriage um, advice right there. (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, I, I I agree with uh, what you said about humbling yourself first and realizing that. Yeah. What would you say? There probably are things you got to change. I want to reframe this. I've been doing a lot of work not a lot of work. I've been doing a lot of um, ministry, talking to people in areas that wouldn't particularly be considered Christian. The gamer space, the online space, the social media space. Obviously, I've been doing that for three three plus years now, but also like with this like gamer church that I'm helping out with, with a couple other little social media projects I've been doing on the side. And there's not just the given like the 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 culture now has shifted way far away from Christianity and with that we know that like that's not that's a no duh but how do you tell somebody that they need to change and need to take a step towards Jesus when the acknowledgement is not even man there's something wrong with me so not even the right yeah let's 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 not even put Jesus in the equation I just think like that's good yeah because what'll automatically happen is somebody on one side of the again going back to politics because everything now comes back to politics right. if you are talking to somebody who's conservative they're going to call you woke right and if you're talking to somebody who's liberal they're going to call you one of those fundies yeah you know mm-hmm. fundamentals fundamentalists and so how do you and this doesn't have to be answered this is just kind of the rhetorical like how do you do that because yeah. I it's a case by case basis. It's a listening, you know, goes back to our last episode of that's a messy, messy thing. Like in at our at our core, we're all messy people. But there's a real question that we need to start as the church, we need to start getting outside of ourselves a little bit more and realizing, like, hey, the, the big bright world out there no longer looks at us as the light and right. has not for for a long time. Right. And even though we feel like, well, we've got the answer, man, it's Jesus. Like, yeah. okay, but you know, we we just sat in a meeting talking about Christmas, heaven forbid, but we talked about we were talking about Christmas in July and we kept coming back to the how yeah like how do we transform how do we change how do we do these things and like in church it's pretty easy yeah because like we know the step is well just believe in jesus and receive him as your lord and savior and then like you're in and then everything else is a systematic building block of thing but like can be yeah it can be yeah but like how do you tell somebody on the outside of i think christ yeah i and i don't know if that is i maybe that might be one of the 
things that we might get wrong the most. Um, oh yeah, is the methodology or well, just pointing at the darkness and calling it dark. Yeah, um, as opposed to walking into the darkness with a light. Um, and I just I think that it's the the same way the Holy Spirit convicted me is the same way that the Holy Spirit is going to convict somebody else. Hmm. It's going to knock on that door and it's, I might, I might be able to set up a space and an encounter maybe for maybe set the table a little more for somebody else. Um, but in general, it's not me. No, just like I can't be the person who changes my life a hundred percent. Um, the same is true for somebody else. I can't also be the person that changes your life a hundred percent. Um, like there, that is the work of God's grace, and I don't think that's a cop out. I think no, that- no, it's not. It's not a cop out. It's just it, it. There is um. So when you go into some of those spaces, and you're like, like let's say I'm sitting in a, a chat somewhere, and I'm talking to somebody, and it's an obvious troll that somebody's going to start to light me up. But that that conversation then can turn very quickly if somebody's trying to troll me about Jesus, and then is actually interested. You'd be amazed how many how how quickly those conversations Oh, yeah, I, I totally, yeah. Uh, especially online, because there's no real, there's no need for um, deliberation. Right. It's just everything's there in front of mm-hmm. you, and then you can immediately ask a question. If you don't like it, you just bounce. Right. Like, you just get out of that chat. But a lot of times, people will hang around, and they'll ask questions. And a lot, most of them are like, okay, where'd Cain's wife come from? You know, dumb questions that people yeah. have been mm-hmm. asking. But sometimes, you'll happen upon that question of, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. Like, what? The why of Jesus is, is fairly simple. Right. As long as you understand like the love story that God's trying to tell through his son Jesus. But the the why for people that are not on the inside of Jesus, they're gonna go, Well, why does this matter to me? Mm-hmm. Why why should I change my life? Why should I have to give up the things that I love doing yeah. for this book of rules, for this book of regulations? That's a great question. For this and I mean that's what ministry mm-hmm. is, but yeah. that's why I'm, I want to have this conversation because yeah. I th- I th- the very practical aspect we bump up against happens all the time mm-hmm. and it's like how do you and that's a that's kind of i'm a pastor and i still despair at that i've been doing i've been a pastor right. for 13 years and i still despair at the thought of like i i don't know sometimes yeah. like i don't i don't know how to answer that right. and, and i and i think it's okay to say i don't know but at the same time it's not right like i have the answer to change and the answer to transformation right so this is me this is me processing online. No, well, I mean, I think the, that's that's all really good, and that's the questions. Those are the type of questions we need to be answering. Not, hey, what does our government need to be mandating? Ooh. Or, hey, what does? Do you want to do? You want to braille on that? <laughs> do you want to talk about that? No, oh. I don't. Um, but you know, like those get us clicks. Like that's the type, and you know, it's unfortunate that some people would say people are going to come to know Jesus through A, B, and C, as opposed to people are going to come to know Jesus through how we love God and through how we love other it's people. A, it's through, it's an experiential relationship. And like, it it's is... the joy thing from a couple weeks ago. It is, it, yeah. And it's so funny how like our conception of what is successful um, is basically like what's big. Hmm. Um, as And like really Christianity at its heart is like meant to be lived in community with others. Very small. Yeah. Um, and you know, like communal. So it's not like just a one person thing. It no. can't be a one person thing. Um, but I also don't know if it's a 20,000 person thing. Right. Um, so you're saying tear down the mega churches. No, that's not what brick I'm saying. Brick by brick. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Blood against the wall. I'm just saying, I think if you were to like hide or... Uh, put transformation in hyperdrive, it happens through community. Hmm. Um, 
So that's good. That's pull quote. <laughs> Justin, can we pull that? Let's pull it. Okay. <laughs> good. Uh, speaking of pulling it, we got to pull the plug on this episode because we've been going. You see what I did there? Oh, we've been going a little bit. We would love to hear your thoughts on transformation. Uh, thanks for sticking with us if you made it all the way to the end as we uh, kind of obliterated some conversational topics about transformation. And go read Renovation of the Heart. Please. It's a tough, good gracious. It is a tough, tough read. I am not going to... There's no bones about it, but everything that Dallas Willard wrote is two things it's two sides of a coin the first side of the coin being it is brilliant it's like the most wise thing you'll ever read yeah. the other side of that coin is holy crap you're it's hard yeah it's and i love i love words well, because it because it works on you like yeah and it, if you want to read it correctly yeah. you must read it slow yeah and uh but it's you know i, I found this is we're rambling here but um it's not like c.s lewis where like it's legitimately hard, hard to read yeah like it's hard to read in the sense that like you read one paragraph and if you think about it and if you let it work on you, it will do a oh, number yeah. on you. The thing, the best thing that ever happened to Dallas Willard's writing was these chunks yeah. here. Because the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the editor, whoever the editor was for all of his books, basically breaks everything up into like five to eight paragraph chunks and gives them a title. Yeah. Like there's, there's subheading upon subheading and... Th that's the way to do it because you read an entire subheading yeah. and then you go like that's why I only got four pages well like three and a half pages yeah. this morning during my quiet time because I was like <laughs> I'm like journaling uh -huh. like frustrated like yeah. oh my gosh I gotta figure that I gotta it, do this it, un and it unlocks something inside of you yep. and yeah. not very many people do that yeah. as, as well as Dallas Willard absolutely modern day theologian rest in power baby yeah. uh, we love you all thanks so much for joining us here on the weekday say congratulations to Justin in the chat uh, in the comments because two days after this published <laughs> our good boy's getting that ring on hey, his finger yeah, he's gonna go. wear it like this yeah, <laughs> happy honeymoon we love you we'll see you next bye. time bye, bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.